This is The View from Tab. I'm Jim Menick. I'm John Cruz. I'm Mike Beats. <laughs> there he is. Okay. Uh, we were just talking, Mike has to go take a shower. So this is not going to be longer <laughs> than 40 minutes. Okay. We promise that. I just want to point out before we get started that, of course, you can get this through iTunes. I would also want to point out that there is a View from Tab blog. And I just posted a very long response that Chris Palmer, who runs a lot of college tournaments, had made on his own blog uh, to our podcast last week. And if anybody has any comments, um, please put them there because we're going to read these comments and um, at least share them with people, maybe react to them uh, later on as well. Um, So feel free to do that. I would also, and one thing that the three of us have talked among ourselves about is if anyone wants to join us uh, let us know. We'd be happy to have people come and talk to us on the, on on our podcast. So, anyhow, that said, tonight we wanted to talk about uh, topics, Lincoln Douglas topics, and I want to start with uh, Mr. Beats. Uh, you had a long message that you had written about this. So why don't we start with that? About what? The, Sorry, I was reading the Palmer response right now. Ah, he's reading. Forget the response. You know, <laughs> I was just picking at the same thing. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I know you got <laughs> the topic, the resolution. What a great pot! Our 40 minutes. The shower is getting closer. We're gonna be reading for the uh, entirety of the. <laughs> we can we can talk about it later. I mean, come on, you know, we'll get back to that. But let's talk about topic selection. Okay, this topic goes, selection. Topic. Hey, there we are. Topic. It's, We're it's on topic. Cool. I'm very. Uh, well, I, I think that the way that the LD, and I might be completely wrong because I'm not old enough to know LD from way back in the day. However, um, LD isn't what it used to be. LD used to be the cute little activity that people that couldn't do policy debate went and did, or it was the it was the startup event that uh, you know people didn't spend people didn't go to camps, people didn't go <clears throat> spend a lot of money to go to tournaments. But now I would say that. The, the the stakes in Lincoln Douglas debate are as high, if not higher, because a lot of kids have to bear costs by themselves and don't have a partner uh, in which to share costs. The the stakes are a lot higher than they used to be, and this is no slight against the wording committee as much as it is a slight against the National Forensic League uh, for how we choose our topic. It seems unfair that the people on the committee are asked to in three days at NFL Nationals when they should also be coaching their kids who are most likely competing at the national tournament, uh, are locked in a room and told, come up with 10 topics um, in a day where we can be discussing openly, wording, topic areas, etc. It seems like the process should not only be more democratized, and I'm not saying democratized because I think everyone should have a say in how it's worded, because I think that should actually be done by one person who's really, really smart to think of everything because I think actually think wording by committee is problematic mm-hmm. um, because you end up making compromises based on people's preferences um, as opposed to someone just saying, you know, someone just giving the topic and, and, or, and, then, and then come up with good wordings for it. This process. Just, the question, the the process that we have now is, I mean, there. I know that individual people might solicit ideas one way or the other, going mm-hmm. in, but it all takes place right at mm-hmm. the, the wherever, right at maybe, the nationals. 
maybe we should take a moment to explain how the LD process works and yeah, how do. the policy Please. process works. Mm-hmm. Beat since this is okay. Uh, the way the LD process works is anyone can submit ideas to Lowell Sharp, uh, who's in Golden, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's also where you used to send things to get like uh, uh, like box tops from cereal boxes to get things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, I don't think Lil Sharp sent those. Then. Um, Worth so a try. Send, okay. So you send LD. I'm sorry. Topic. I need a second. Okay. All right. Go, go. To, to, no, actually, I think it was probably Battle Michigan, I think. Anyway. Battle uh, Michigan. Michigan. Yes. That's another thing altogether. This is the, going to be our absolute worst podcast. I can tell already. Okay. I just want you to know that the. I'm that, making that good the, references right. to the 80s. I have a, a Han Solo and Stormtrooper action figure, and I had to mail five proofs of purchase to get it, and I believe it was to Michigan. Okay, anyway. Okay, back so, to the topic selection. Back to the topic. So you mail, email Lowell Sharp, uh, and he'll, he'll print off a bunch of lists. And from what I gather, and I might be wrong, and anyone on the committee, feel free to get mad at me, but somehow the process is weeded down to topic areas. They go into the committee... Uh, meeting at nationals they they narrow the topic down to 10 and then they work on wording they do this over a three-day per pro, uh three day they they solicit ideas from people who are at the tournament last year we had tim case staying in our hotel so he came and talked to us about topic ideas i know that dan myers does that on john does that a bunch of different people do that um and then they come out with the list on uh, usually wednesday afternoon and everyone is complaining about how it's worded and, oh, I wish that this idea would have been worded. A couple of issues with that. One, more now than ever, people claim that topics are theirs. They have pet topics, um, which I think politicizes the process a little bit because I will vote for yours if you vote for mine, which I don't think is necessarily a good idea. Um, That give and take because, you know, I would say that every topic idea that we get is a good debatable Mm -hmm. idea the problem is all in the wording um and i think compromises are made on wording when wording should not be something that's up to compromise and should be much more i guess there should be time for you to go and research something before you before you put the wording together and it and, and it shouldn't be research that you do in one night this should be a process that i believe should begin in september I believe that you could email, you could solicit to the NFL a bunch. You could, the NFL, excuse me, could solicit topic ideas. And I put this all in an email to Scott and Cherian and um, am planning on making an official motion about it. But I don't remember what my dates were. But sometime in the first few months, you submit, oh, are we going to talk about how policy does it? Policy does yeah, it where you, su- where you submit topic papers. Those topic papers are then, uh, I think, by the National High School so Federation of High Schools. Yeah. Uh-huh. The NFHS. NFHS, yeah. I think they narrow down the topic areas. I'm not exactly sure. Um, and then the topic areas. But you have to actually submit papers um, that, that talk about each side of the resolution. Then you have to talk about potential wordings of the resolution. Then you have to talk about, do a bibliography. And then, you know, what each side might argue on each side, what potential case topics would be on each side. I think that same care should be done in the Lincoln-Douglas topic. Um, now, I know that people would say, well, then no one will submit. I actually think that's wrong. I think a lot of people would submit if 
they thought that it was going to make a difference. I think right now what you have is just people not even thinking about it and submitting topics, um, but submitting hundreds of them. I would rather get one really great, well-worded, well-researched, where ground is easily defined uh, topic um, than a hundred ideas that are really good or a hundred halfway decent ideas. Um, so the way I, I sort of think it would work is that in September, the NFL would say, we are now open to take topic papers. You have until the end of October to submit a topic paper. From there, you know, then you would have all the topic papers posted and you would have a vote where I think that you basically could let anyone vote for, for the, I mean, NFL members, obviously, mm -hmm. but you let anyone vote for um, what the, the 10 potential topic areas would be. And you vote on the topic areas first. Then I think once that is done, you give it back to the author and say, now come up with some wordings that you think would be good. Then you give it, give it some wording ideas, maybe have them come up with three or four. And I think that you actually get someone like Victor or whoever really, I mean, mm -hmm. Victor's always really good at coming up with, with, with wording or what problems would be. I mean, he might be better at coming up with problems with wording than with wording sure. itself. But You need you somebody know, you, who, uh, go, go on, I'm sorry. No, you, you continue. All I was going to say is that I know from talking to, to my predecessor at Bronx Science, I know that w Richard Sadiko, when he was on the committee, said that one of the real priorities the committee had was to have somebody be a grammarian, and it was like often him, but, but I guess whoever, right? Somebody who, who can not only look at the problems with terms of art, but just in terms of the actual wording, what that does to burdens on each side, et cetera, right? Like people uh, – taking a really simplistic example, people complain a lot about um, affirmative resolutions that are phrased negatively – Right. And thinking, of, I guess, having somebody who thinks about what that means in terms of the debatability of the resolution or what that does to the burdens on each side, I think is really important. Some of right. these issues really are just grammatical issues. Mm -hmm. This is, this is um, historical. I mean, there have been over the years and, and I get my day job is this and it drives me crazy. Some of the lax grammar that can be read a variety of ways. People will deliberately take a uh, a bizarre reading of it and the next thing you know they're they're debating this as if it's a real reading and there shouldn't be that kind of it shouldn't be loosey-goosey because people were uh you know not on their game when they came up with the resolution right. one example i think would be uh, a resolution that uh is one of the potential resolutions uh about about internet searches and seizures right so Correct. let me use that one as an example for what, what I was talking about in terms of the grammar. So the, the resolution is re records of an individual's home internet use ought to be protected from unreasonable search and seizure by the government. Now, at Kentucky, where, where I work for a part of the summer, we do a little project where we research all of the different resolutions. And I remember at the time people were saying, well, this is a ridiculous resolution because basically you're saying that it should be protected for something unreasonable, which means that the, uh, you know, the negative has to defend – uh, to, to actually say that you should have unreasonable searches and seizure. Now, on the other hand, I didn't really look at it that way because that's that's clearly a term of art that is used. But I, it, it's obvious to me that uh, that perhaps not as much debate happened on this resolution in terms of its wording as should have happened because that seems to be how a lot of people are interpreting it, is like a, a resolution that has a ridiculous wording. Uh, and that's yeah. no that's no slight to the committee because no not at all that yeah. that's what should be clear is that this is not to take anything because they work hard I right, know they exactly. do I see them staying yeah. up until five in the morning 
you know, trying to get these things done. And it's just not fair to them. Uh-huh. Because like I said, most of them have kids who are competing too yeah. that they have to care it's about. It's not even that. I mean, as I say, I do this, I write and um, I work on published books for a living. I write blurb copy. I edit other people's blurb copy, um, descriptive copy, author, whatever. I sell stuff with words. And one of the things I've learned and, and something that I do all the time is we don't do it fast. I mean, even yeah. I can do it fast and then it's like, okay. But, um, then I look at it the next day and then I look at it the next day. Then I pass it to other people. We pass this stuff around. Somebody has the authority to decide what's, you know, we're going to use this one. So it's not a committee that's making the decision, but a committee will look at it because different people will see different things. And somebody will say, you know, if I put this word in here, it's going to improve it. Or if I take out this word or this is a cliche, you know, so forth and so on. But the creative process requires time. I mean, the creative mm-hmm. process to write a short sentence that actually is packed with information and does the job you want to do. This is why people make a lot of money on Madison Avenue, not because it's like really easy to come up with a slogan, but because it's really hard to come up with a slogan. And it's very difficult to do. And and the idea that people can do it in the three days, as you say, I mean, it just can't be done. I, I'm amazed that they come up with what they do. What they do do well, and I agree with you, and this is what you're saying, they come up with great topic areas. Every single topic area is fantastic. And there's a lot of diversity. And look at these. These are all good subjects, but you have to debate when you get in there the what the words that came out. And that's the problem. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just I think it's just not fair. And in the modern world there's no need to there's no need to to, to have it like this. There just isn't. Um, so anyway, so so you would so I think that there should be you know, some topic czars, essentially, who, even though the topic areas are decided democratically, um, the final say, I think, has to be done by one person, um, or at least like two or three people. And it shouldn't yeah. be a matter of of, poly- of give and take on topic wording, because when you start putting in when you start putting in phrases or ideas just to make some people happy and then phrases or ideas to make other people happy, you, you end up with a mishmash of, of a lot, a lot of times stuff that just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense when you stop and think about it. Um, so, because so you, you try think to that, pack. just to clarify, you think that the, that the democratic part should be the topic area and then it, yes. and then it goes down to the wording. Yes. Right? And that should be, at, and that should be at the beginning, not mm-hmm. at the end, because at the end, Mm-hmm. People are voting for the topic area instead of the wording because they want to debate a topic area. Correct. Right. At the mm-hmm. end, you say, "Oh, I would love to debate about euthanasia." So you vote for the euthanasia topic, even though the wording isn't very good. Or yeah. I would love to vote for uh, the, uh, the internet topic. I think it's the a, internet kind of or the international criminal court because mm-hmm. I love the idea of debating that. I don't care what the topic wording says. So give the people a voice up front to pick the areas. Then give it to some really smart people to figure out how to word it so that we can debate those topics. And that's how I would say. And then once you have the list of, of you, know, t- you know, 10 topics, you could do the voting in March, right? Do the voting in March um, or even wait until later, whatever, right? And release them. On, you can still release in August. That's fine. Um, but then take those same 10 – and here's my, here's my revolutionary idea. The NFL wants to do a lot of coach 
coach teaching and coach um, education during the national tournament. Take those 10 people that you have on that committee and use them to do some coach education and do workshops and things mm-hmm. like that so that their entire time – so that they can still have a role with the NFL. These people obviously care about debate, but put them to use out there being evangelists for Lincoln-Douglas debate as opposed to being locked up in a room during nationals. Yeah, I definitely think that makes sense. Because these are, the, these are probably our best debate coaches – these are our, our most successful debate coaches oftentimes are the people sitting in that room when they should be out pimping the NFL, right? To the coaches that are there for the first time. You know, some school has their first LD or there. They should be out doing that sort of stuff. So that's sort of as an aside. But I think, no, that I think that's un- very central to it. I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you look at who's involved in, uh, in, in, in writing policy uh, papers on potential topics. They're they're you know very prominent debate coaches. I, I think about this all the time when uh, the the new policy topic comes out. Stefan Bouchard has like a, you know has a great piece in the rostrum, but we don't see that on the LD side of things for the reasons that Beads is talking about. I mean, it's a very outdated, you know, very very outdated topic selection system. Yeah. Well, so that's right, my the, rant. Yeah. Well, the, this raises a question though, um, or raises an issue, which is um, the NFL itself. And the lack of the NFL um, using, well, the internet to really do anything. Um, they have a website, you know. I, mean, that's I don't know if best, I agree with that. I, I think that, that Cherry and Koshi, for example, recently has been doing a really great job with this website called NFL TV, which has really, I mean, that's really some incredible resources on that site that are just there for free. Uh, I mean, including very new things, including some real old stuff. Those are classic videos from the 90s with uh, Merrily Dukes and Pat Bailey and Aaron Timmons and company. Uh, all of those things are, are being progressively put online. So I think that I think that maybe it's fair to say that before the NFL didn't do as much online, you know, beyond like the point system and a couple of other things on their site. But I think that they're doing a lot now with that. So I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, you're that you're they're, they're, that's our acting as an archive. And this is a communication medium i mean or the internet can be used for communication and um you know they're not doing that you know i mean in any way well, what I mean, would you propose that sure. the... i mean this whole process we just talked about ought to take place online i, I mean i definitely agree about that you definitely. know don't I, I aren't i faxing in i'm faxing you know what a fax machine is the only time i ever fax anything is the nfl you know I no you know i don't choices. think you have to fax stuff to the nfl no. anymore yeah, you can still email. You can email them. I definitely I can email, email them. them by choices of uh, I think topics. Can, I think you can also. Oh my well, goodness! I, yeah, well, they have the technology to be able to do it. I mean, they they do. Um, but I mean, they do concentrate on their meeting or, or their national tournament or something like that. Now I'm speaking as a very bitter New York person because their tournament always interferes with our final exams and our graduations. And we are second tier citizens as far as the NFL is concerned. And on top of this, there's no particular outreach in the internet that I know of because no one's ever reached out much. Um, and, um, I mean, I, 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 they're, they're, you know, they, they concentrate, they do what they do. You know, and I'm I'm actually a great supporter of the concept of the NFL and the people that do the NFL, um, but that doesn't mean that anything's getting done. So, that's just well, me. I do think I, I I mean, like I said, I don't I don't really agree with the stuff you're saying about the internet because I think that the NFL is making really positive strides with that. But one thing that I do think is true is as long as we're talking about, uh, you know, democratizing things in terms of the the topic selection process, is it would be nice if the NFL tournament 
dates did rotate. I mean, one of the reasons why we just outright couldn't compete, and it was like the first time in 30-something years that Bronx just couldn't really not compete at the national tournament, was that last year conflicted with our state exams, our graduation, and our prom. And granted, New York ends quite late, but if the decision is made to have a week-long tournament, uh, rotating the date is probably a good thing. But I, although that might be just a discussion for another time. Because, wow. like, like I said, I think that there, I think that there actually are a lot of really great things that the National Forensic League has as resources, and I'm not aware. I'm not sure that everybody's aware of those things. And, and perhaps well, that's that, a failing on yeah, their part. Yeah, yeah, sure. To, but, that they're not making people aware. They're not the go-to place for discussion. Sure, sure. Okay, when people no. want to discuss stuff, they go to victory briefs. You know, sure, sure. Um, they're not. They don't have podcasts. Uh, they don't have. I mean, what do they have? I mean, I don't know. So. Um, there, my, well, here's a perfectly, this is a perfect example. So they had this thing last year, which is they come out with a topic, an LD topic, and then they would post a brief on mm -hmm. the LD topic. I was asked to write one of these briefs. The briefs, um, would not come out until about a month into the topic. <laughs> I mean, so this couldn't be more useless. Absolutely couldn't be more useless because a month before the topic's over, I'm already on the next topic which has also just come out. So, I mean, the idea, good, execution, dreadful. Yeah, I mean, it's just, no, it doesn't work that way. You know, I mean, I think it's a very good idea to have topic briefs. I love the idea of topic briefs. Even if I don't use one word of it, it's going to give me a lot of thought of, you know, ideas that I can develop from. It's a good brainstorming thing, you know, whether I like. So it doesn't even have to be that good or it doesn't have to, these are the arguments that people are going to run, but at least it is stuff that comes to mind when you mention such and such a topic and a good place to start. And as I say, they couldn't do that. They couldn't do that. And that is a real failing because, not to put too fine a point on it, there's six topics a year. Six times a year they had to do something on time that was three pages long that would have been very helpful to people. Could not do it. I stopped looking. For all I know, they don't do it anymore. Maybe they're doing it more on time or something, but it was just pathetic. And this is important. You know, so that you can't fail at this stuff and say, oh, well, now we got it right. No, you got to do it right the first time because I paid you a hundred bloody dollars, okay, for nothing every year. I'm paying you every time I get a kid onto my team. And all I'm getting is they count the points. So, I don't know, again. Good, yeah. Well, but some anyway. of us like NFL points. Yeah, well, you're Mr. Points, you know? Yeah, what well, can that, I say? I, I mean, I think that this is this is my final thought on this issue. I think that um, – I, I guess I'm going to take a slightly opposite view on this. I, I have found that the National Forensic League, when somebody takes the initiative to suggest something, is generally pretty receptive. Now, it will be interesting to see what happens with Beats' suggestion. I guess that will be a, a, an interesting test of, of – I'm going to offer to run it just – like right, that's I'll, the thing. I mean, I'll I think put, I'll put the dates up. I will, I will gather the submissions because it's it's important because mm -hmm. kids like now. The the way that it works in a seven round tournament, the mm -hmm. side you get in seventh round is so important because it's because it's so negative bias now. I actually have another solution for that too, but I'll, I'll uh, we'll talk about that another time. But the 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 topic is such an important thing, mm -hmm. and um. It's it's not it's not treated as as such, again not at any fault of anyone that's on the committee, but just structurally it just needs to catch up. I think, I mean kids spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on debate now, and I think more care and time needs to be put into topics 
and res and, and specifically wordings of resolutions uh, so that we as the coaching community and as NFL members are providing a very fair opportunity uh, for the kids uh, on something that we can control. And that is the topic. Well, uh, to change the subject a little bit, another topic subject though, mm-hmm. which is something that we did. And I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to bring it up and sort of debrief a little bit about it, which was that this year we started something that we colloquially colloquially call, I can't say the word, that we familiarly call (laughs) the the modest novice topic, um, because we had a proposal for a modest proposal. Yeah, the modest proposal. I I think we need to explain that because some people thought that literally I got emails that said, so are you trying to make novices nicer? (laughs) It would be a good thing, but it would be a good thing. No, no, no. It's a modest modest proposal. You also are not suggesting to cook the novices, which seemed to be the other interpretation. Uh, No one wants novices for dinner. Um, Anyhow, um, so we anyhow we had a proposal, a modest proposal, and the and the whole basis of the proposal was that every year uh, there is a topic, of course, in September, October. And every year there's new novices and whatever that topic is, which is a willy nilly topic, um, we have to give it to the novices. And sometimes it's perfectly good to do that. And sometimes it's absolutely dreadful. And um, the, one of the more dreadful ones, of course, was the famous uh, th- the fat guy on the trolley topic right you know and which is the only way i can perceive of that topic i don't know what the topic was it was throw the fat guy at the trolley and um that was i mean not a good time the the thing is we all know this is a trope as far as philosophy is concerned but just didn't work you know in uh as a debate thing but anyhow uh the idea was why don't we come up with a topic that would uh, be chosen specifically as an introduction to some basic ideas of Lincoln Douglas. And uh, we would also repeat that topic year after year. So we could be able to build a, a library, if you will, or you know, whatever portfolio of material for that topic as time went by so that our upperclassmen would know that topic, be able to instruct the underclassmen in it and so forth and so on. And we tried this a couple of years ago. It took a little while to get it going. We finally got it going in uh, New York, in the lower Hudson region. Uh, the Massachusetts Forensic League took it up and Jersey, New Jersey, um, at least in the metropolitan area uh, also took it up. We needed to have traction of more than just a small area because there's, you know, novice tournaments and things like this. We needed to make sure that people could actually do it and, you know, do it every week. You know, you couldn't be given novices two different topics. And um, the other thing, um, let's see, we did it from September to through November. Uh, so there would be three months on it instead of essentially one month because novices would start debating in the beginning of October and then all of a sudden a new topic comes. So this gave them a little time to develop it. And we kicked around a number of ideas that were very basic topics and ended up with a civil disobedience topic. And I think it was the civil disobedience topic that had been done in PF, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. It might have been an LD one. I I thought that was almost identical wording to the very first resolution I ever debated. It might have been, it was from what we had two that were the two finalists. Talk about topic selection. We went through a whole song and dance. 
you know, about I, it's this. funny that you mentioned that because I was just about to say the same thing. I was about to say we had a pretty rigorous topic selection. Yeah. For, uh, and at the very so end, we had two wordings for the same topic, and we had a uh, bulletin board or forum or whatever. People would comment on it, and then we finally voted. It was actually fairly close, uh, but one of them did, yeah. What's enough over the other that it was the that was the choice in simple wording, um, and as I say, it was on simple disobedience. So we did that this year. This year was the first time we did it. Now we heard a few people would complain to us and say we're not going to do this because it would be uh, difficult to do or unfair or so forth and so on for a variety of reasons. Uh, the difficulty in the tab room, they would say, which did not come out at all true because I I tabbed it. 27,000 times and had no effect at all because usually at a debate tournament the novice pool of judges is separate anyhow from you know because right. uh, yeah so that never really proved to be a problem um, and there were some I also don't understand know, why people can't think about different issues in different rounds yeah well that's the other thing it's I mean, also a little weird to me <laughs> yeah I mean we have I mean if I have people coming to tournaments I mean I'll throw them into whatever if I need a public forum judge for a round I'll take a LD judge and no one's ever complained my god you're making me think about something else for the next hour I mean that's never actually come up you know so um, not terrible not a terrible thing to do uh, the other thing was there were some uh, ideas that, well, you know, this would only work well for big teams or, or it would only work well for small teams or something, none of which really held a lot of ground. Certainly not in terms of the results because a lot of the smaller teams did exceptionally well. Yeah, I mean, well around here, I mean, we, um, I mean the, 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 we had a new program. Uh, at Although they could High focus School, entirely you know, on one topic in fairness, which they is not could, to diminish – the accomplishments, but it was. But that, I mean, I, I frankly, I felt when I'm dealing with the novices, I'm fo focusing at the beginning of the year. I focus sure, sure, entirely sure. on novices. I think a lot of us do that. Mm -hmm. So right. anyhow, I think that when all was said and done, after the three months, um, everybody I talked to uh, seemed very positive. I didn't hear anybody say, "Well, let's never do that again." I think yeah. that there was a very strong um, acceptance of this idea. And the thing is that now going forward next year, we will have uh, a, a breed of second year students who learned how to debate on the same okay. topic that the next novices are going. And after a couple of years, we're going to have, they're all going to have learned on the same stuff. They're all going, going to have had the exact same basic and training. The, and I think that's a great thing. The other thing I want to add to that is that uh, the, the other complaint was that argumentation become really stale if you do it year after year. Now, of course, we've only done it for one year, so we don't know if that's true or not. But I guess my feeling on it is that most novices are not going to have the most brilliant independent you – know, if they're yeah. writing their own case, they're not going to have the most brilliant arguments, right? And the focus is really and, – and this is true actually whether or not you believe that novices should write their own cases. You know, There's a whole school of thought that, that novices mm -hmm. should be given cases, et cetera. But, but whether you believe that or not – the whole point is that the novices need not freak out about writing the perfect case and instead should be working on the fundamentals, right? Yeah. I, mean, mm -hmm. I mean, Beats, uh, you've had that. We've had that discussion before on those kinds of things, right? About oh, yeah. like, about, you know, regardless of where you come down on the side of what novices should be doing in terms of their cases. And, you know, for the sake of full disclosure, I think I, at Brown Science, the novices uh, are, are encouraged to write their own case materials. They, they research collectively and then write their own cases. And, and, and I, I respect all different opinions on that. But all, all sides, I think, are generally agreed. The novices, you know, telling a novice to write the perfect case is a really silly way of approaching the beginning of the year. It should be more about the fundamentals of debate and how to debate. Yes, how to argue, how to stand up and speak in front of right. people and things like that. Yeah. That's why, I mean, that's why at, 
and I think Adam Nelson and I both come down on this issue. I mean, with the kids that I work with, they would quit if they had to write a case before the first tournament. So we have, they just use what the varsity kids are using for their first tournament, and then a lot of them are going to decide to write their own cases, and then some of them aren't. But, you know, I don't want them, I don't want there to be a prerequisite that you have to do this essay, essentially, before you can debate. I think that many kids have different strengths, so this is one barrier that we say, okay, here, you get a push, and um, uh, and then from there you can decide if you want to keep doing debate, if you want to write stuff, if you don't want to write stuff. But I think that, yeah, so that's just my philosophy on it. Um, yeah, I think it's a very open question of whether or not we should give them cases or not. I don't give them cases, although I have in the past at times given novices cases, because they can have the world's greatest case and it means absolutely nothing yeah. to winning or losing because, um, you know, then, then what do they do? And that's the real question. That's where our energy should be spent. The other thing I want to emphasize is too, by using the uh, civil disobedience topic, it allows us to bring in some very basic starting materials for them to learn on. I mean, you know, we start with whatever, however you want to take this, you can give them, you know, Thoreau, or you can go and talk about social contract or all those very, very basic things that they're really never going to hear again in the debate universe. But if you're going to understand philosophy, you have to understand, or ethics, you have to understand a few basic principles. And having a topic like this allows us to talk about those basic principles. We don't have to wait till the topic comes along that we can apply those principles to. But we have, you know, this is it. I can, I can take this three or four different ways and get those principles out there. Other reasons why, and I was pushing for civil disobedience from day one when we talked about Mindless Novice. The other reasons I think that's a, a topic like that is great is that first off, it can really draw upon a lot of prior knowledge that novices would have because most novices yeah. are, you know, kind of familiar with like Martin Luther King Jr. or Gandhi or people like that. And if and if they're not incredibly familiar with them, it's really easy to read up on that, right? That's not like an arcane subject. It's also directly applicable to things they'll be doing in the classroom, stuff they may have already done in the classroom, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we did a. Uh an open uh, institute, a one-day institute at your school, John's school. Mm -hmm. And we invited novices, and this must have been middle of September. So these novices, I mean, they weren't even, they didn't even know that you could get wet behind the ears, much less be wet behind the ears. And I did a uh, brainstorming session with them um, toward the end of the day. And these people, they were psyched. I mean, they had, and as you say, they brought a lot to this particular topic, or just the idea of obeying the law, whether laws are right or wrong, and what to do if a law is wrong, and so forth and so on. And they love talking about that, and they had a lot of personal experience, even if it's just because they watch TV shows or something like that. So they even, of course, they brought the history to it, but nonetheless, they also just bring their general experience to it of, uh, you know, what the law is all about. So it, it, that was a lot of fun, and I don't think you get that with a lot of topics that uh, you get that kind of connection because like economic sanctions. uh, I remember talking about economic sanctions. My novices uh, don't have the social studies background yet to necessarily understand the issues. We had to do a lot of teaching to get them to, to know what it is we're talking about. Um, Yeah. They don't bring a lot to that, you know, but um, yeah, like, you know, the history of, uh, yeah, North Korea. Yeah. They're not a lot of, they're not North Korean historians, if you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, this was good. So anyhow, I, 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 I'd like people knowing, I mean, the people who are going to listen to the podcast, I'd like them to know, to know that we did this, to know that we did it successfully. But the way we were able to do it is by getting uh, a lot of agreement in a, in a broad range of area. But if you have a state 
uh, you know, organization and you only debate within that organization, if you can contain this, I would strongly recommend that you look at this rather than um, being tied to the NFL topic. Um, I think the NFL should look at this, frankly, and think about why don't we do something like this as well, have, you know, establish a topic and, and or support the idea of this kind of topic, because this, this works well. This had worked very, very well for us. I, I agree. Um, I also think that just as a, I mean, this is tangentially related, but since Jim brought up the uh, free institute, I think that's also something great. <clears throat> I know that the NDCA is looking into um, sharing these kinds of resources, and I had sent in some of the stuff that we did at our workshop, and I think that the NFL will be well served uh, sharing those kinds of resources. I think that doing stuff like that is really fantastic at the beginning of the season. It's really good for community building. It's really good for new coaches. It's really good for new kids. And I think that's a fantastic thing that people yeah, can we'll do. Yeah, we'll probably talk about it more because we'll do it again, I'm sure. That's true. But we did do it. We did it for kids and coaches and upper class. We had a whole elaborate, uh, you know, program. And we'll talk about it. When we have more time, what beach doesn't have to take a shower. I got to pack two. I'm actually thinking about bringing only two changes of clothing uh, and then and, and then uh, doing laundry because uh, I'm staying at the residence inn. So Ooh. and then I can only I, then I only have to bring one bag. I can put my laptop in it. I can bring just one bag. Well, the less you carry, the better. Yeah, that's true. I'm in favor of that. Everybody should wish Beats a happy red eye flight. That's uh, oh, oh. yes. <laughs> the worst. There's, you can't get a, you can't stay in the country and get a true red eye. I mean, we're going about as long as you can go from L.A. to yeah. Boston. And it's still only, what, five hours, five and a half hours. So, so you can't get uh, a full night, yeah. You can't get a full night. I'm going to take some sleeping pills and maybe uh, mm. throw back a couple of vodka tonics. And then, uh... <laughs> well, <laughs> well, these kids are going to be in good hands. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll be worn off by the time we land, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. No, sure, I mean, you're traveling. Plus, you get... The and we're not we're not it. renting a car anyway, so if it's a little bit. Uh... Well, when are you doing this tonight? <laughs> yes, we're, tonight? I, I I am picking up my debater in forty five minutes to go to the airport. Hmm. Well, on that note. On that note, yeah. Well, we're all going somewhere. You guys are both going to Harvard, and I'm going to go to UPenn. So uh, we should all That's have right. very successful weekends. And indeed, uh, we'll keep you. Uh, we'll I guess we'll touch base when we're back. All right. Okay, guys, take it easy. Have a good Bye. evening. Bye. Bye.